Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Elliot Murray, and welcome to the Daily Sports Buzz. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. Firstly, we're going to jump straight into a quick roundup of all the weekend's big sporting events with Toby Howe and Taylor Handel. Ronnie O'Sullivan won his eighth Masters title yesterday after beating world number 10 Ali Carter at Alexandra Palace. O'Sullivan had trailed by six frames to three before winning seven of the next eight frames and going on to win 10-7. The two finalists had previously met at two world finals in 2008 and 2012. O'Sullivan won on both occasions. In reaction to winning another Masters, the world champion took to social media and said, Wow, number eight, just want to again say thank you for all the support. It really means the world to me. In tennis, Andy Murray is out of the Australian Open in the first round after losing in straight sets to Thomas Echeverry. Murray put up a fight in the first set before losing 6-4. Echeverry then prevailed and won the following sets 6-2. The Scotsman has stated that it could well be his last time at the Australian series. Now to Taylor for the weekend's football. AFC Bournemouth's Don Solanke has won Premier League Player of the Month. He becomes the first Cherries player to win it. The informed striker scored his first career hat-trick in December, helping the team's recent run of form. With the winter break in the Premier League, just half of the league's sides were in action this weekend. Manchester United were held to a 2-2 draw with Spurs and Chelsea overcame Fulham 1-0. Everton and Aston Villa remained goalless. Man City travelled to Tyneside in Saturday night action. The Magpies led 2-1 at half-time, courtesy of Alexander Isak and Anthony Gordon. However, a returning Kevin De Bruyne guided Manchester City to three points in the second half after scoring an equaliser and assisting Oscar Bob's late winner, sealing the game at 3-2. A bottom of the table clash on Friday night saw Burnley draw 1-1 with Luton Town. The Hatters' Elijah Adebayo collided with Burnley's keeper James Trafford as Carlton Morris took advantage in the late stages to draw the team's level. After a lengthy VAR check, the goal stood and the spoils were shared. Thanks for that, guys. Right, next up, we've got the Bournemouth women's team they played on the weekend. And to tell us more about it is James Guy. Thank you, Elliot. Yes, AFC Bournemouth women showed their class yesterday with a 3-0 win as they hosted Swindon Town at the Ringwood Community Hub. Tom Asano was at the game and he joins me here in the studio, actually. So, Tom, what were your thoughts on Bournemouth's performance yesterday? Thank you, James. A very comfortable performance for Bournemouth at the weekend, to be honest. Maybe not the best I've seen them play, but a very comfortable performance nonetheless. Goals were kicked off by Lucy Cooper. Brilliant ball from Katie James to send them 1-0 up around the 11th minute mark. Then debutant Kenny Thompson scored. Uh, a brilliant sort of run in between the box and she slotted that in the bottom corner just before half-time. And then the final goal came from Alicia Buckingham, I believe, who got onto the end of quite an odd header from Molly Clark to seal the deal for them. Yeah, so obviously that brilliant win takes them to second in the table and just three points behind Exeter City. And obviously they've got a game in hand as well of the league leaders. So, Tom, you also got the chance to catch up with new signing Kenny Thompson as well. Yeah, brilliant first appearance for her. Got on the score sheet. I actually had the chance to speak to her. I'm very excited. The Part of the reason I'm here is for the project. And from what we do on the pitch and off the pitch is, is striving for excellence. And it's really special to come straight in, get a goal, help out the team. Bournemouth women's manager Steve Cuss is in his fifth season in charge of the side and Tom managed to speak to him after the game and he was very complimentary about the new signing Thompson. Yeah, I thought she did really well. I thought she showed what she's all about. She she wants the ball and um, when the ball's at her feet, she can be very creative and uh, she took a chance very well. She shows um, good strength and uh, used that left foot to, to finish. So absolutely delighted that she's got a debut and got a goal with it as, as well. So Thompson definitely seems to be a very exciting talent and one that could help them get over the line and getting promoted potentially. Without a doubt, she's a great addition to the side. But don't forget, they've already got nine from nine before she's even joined. So don't forget about the pre-existing names. You've got the likes of Lucy Cooper up top 
and an amazing defensive partnership in Helen Blizzard and Amber Troick. So in previous campaigns, they've also come very close to reaching the Southern Premier Division and getting promoted. So how huge do you think this would be for the club if they're able to go one step further this time around? If they could go all the way this season, it would be incredible. But like I said, Exeter are 11 from 11, they're 10 from 10. They play each other in their next game, so it's technically a six-pointer. Yeah, so this is what Steve Cuss had to say about their run alongside with Exeter. Yeah, they were a very good side. Uh, and I think it's a testament to the standard of football here. You've got two sides really going through it at the top of the league. Uh, I think, you know, they're 11 from 11 and we're 10 from 10. It shows how strong they are. Um, it's going to be uh, two good games against them. We've got to play them twice, um, but one that we can look forward to. And I'm sure they're looking forward to it as well. So that's all for the news on AFC Bournemouth Women. So thanks for joining me, Tom, and bringing all that news from yesterday's game. Thank you for having me. AFCON got underway over the weekend, as I'm sure you guys are aware, and already some dramatic games taking place, as always in big major tournaments. Here's Stephen Kadriou to fill us in. AFC Bournemouth's Antoine Semenya was in action yesterday, with his nation Ghana stunned by a late goal that helped Cape Verde to a shock 2-1 win. Having made his debut for the Black Stars in the qualifying stage, the forward was given the responsibility of leading the line yesterday. He was involved in one of the game's controversial moments when he appeared to be brought down by defender Logan Costa. Despite the thoughts of many, no penalty was given, which added further to Ghana's frustration in a game that saw them have two disallowed goals. The result leaves them bottom of Group B, as the other game in the group saw Mo Salah salvage a point for Egypt with a 96-minute penalty against Mozambique, denying them of their first ever AFCON win. In the early game yesterday, three-time winners Nigeria were also left frustrated after they were held to a 1-1 draw against Equatorial Guinea. After Bournemouth had the week off for their winter break, they're back in action this weekend against Liverpool and they've had a busy few days with the transfer rumour mill rolling around, as always, in January. I'm joined by Will Oakley just to discuss some of the rumours and firstly a man that is on the cusp of moving up the South Coast, Will. Yeah, that's right. Joe Rothwell's more or less confirmed. He's had his medical already. Uh, I think this is a brilliant signing for Southampton, really. He's had experience already in the championship for Blackburn and he's also really highly rated by Bournemouth, who of course signed him in prep for when they moved up to the Premier League. Uh, He's not the only man that could be going to Southampton. There's another one as well, isn't there? Yeah, so David Brooks is rumoured as well, not as close as Joe Rothwell. Obviously, he's he's been playing a little bit for Bournemouth since he's come back. But I don't know if this is going to go through because I feel like he could be useful for Bournemouth throughout the season, especially with a few more outgoings that could be happening for Bournemouth. Uh, We've also just heard uh, that Hamad Traore is closing in on a move to the Serie A. What's the latest with that? Yeah, exactly. So it's a loan with an option to buy to Napoli. And that's what I mean when I say about David Brooks. I I think Traore is near enough happening, so I'm not sure if Bournemouth will let David Brooks leave with Hamad Traore going as well. Mm. It'll be interesting to see, but I think Hamad Traore is a brilliant player. I'm surprised they're going to let him go to Napoli, especially with an option to buy, because that more or less nowadays means he's pretty much moving permanently. That'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Nice. And uh, finally, with uh, some incomings, uh, Iriola this week has decided to show faith in one of his young defenders. He's recalled James Hill from his loan spell with Blackburn. What do you make of this decision? Yeah, so he played a lot for Blackburn. He played 18 games. He also scored a goal. I've seen him play a couple of times. He's a young centre-back. He also played right-back as well. I think he's a good player and I think it's good that Iriola's showing trust in young players. It's always good to see the youth getting a chance. To rugby now, and there were four games involving Dorset clubs on Saturday in the Counties 1 Tribute Southern South League. Here's James Guy. Dorchester were narrowly defeated as they lost 23-27 away at 6th place Royal Wootton Bassett seconds, leaving them 12 points behind them in the league in 7th place. 
Weymouth and Portland beat Cosham 17-10 at home in a low-scoring affair to claim only their fourth win of the season. North Dorset travelled away to Walcott and came out on top in a tight affair to beat Bath Bay's side 25-24, keeping them top of the league four points above second place Swanage and Wareham. The Wareham-based club had a big game of their own, hosting Sherbourne in a Dorset derby. Swanage and Wareham dominated the away side 47-22 and have now overtaken Sherbourne in the league as they advanced to second place and Sherbourne dropped to third. A bit of non-league local football to round off today's show with Stephen Kadri. FA Vars debutants Hamworthy Recreation saw their cup dreams come crashing down after they were knocked out on penalties by Jersey Bulls in the fourth round. Having been so impressive throughout the competition, the visitors look to continue this as they opened the scoring seven minutes after the break through Chris Long. Despite their best efforts, however, they were unable to hold on and conceded the equaliser just three minutes from time. With penalties to decide their fate, Long and George Deem saw their efforts denied, allowing the balls to progress through to the next round. Hamworthy manager Wayne Smith gave us his reaction of the game. Obviously um, disappointed with the result, but um, immensely proud of, of the lads' efforts. Um, to go out on penalties is tough to take, but you know, it, in the 90 minutes, or should I say 88 before they scored, I think we matched them and you know, we were better than them at times, um, but it was a very, very tight game, um, not much in it, uh, both teams. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Daily Sports Buzz. Thanks to all the guests on today's show. We'll be back same time tomorrow for all the big sports stories. I've been Elliot Murray. Bye for now.